1: Three, we're in two, one. What? What? Go. I already went. Oh, sorry. Ah. Okay. Hi. <laughs> I think we're good, though. Hang on. Are we good? Oh, oh, wait. Right. There's no one here helping us. The crew is cardboard cutouts.
0: Look, we, we made the decision to move to one of the most isolated uh, portions of our Earth. So, in, in a way, it's our own fault. <sighs> I guess. The only person we have here, aside from us at the moment, is Simpkins, who's out back mowing the one patch of grass we have. That
1: It's, like, we gave him, you know, we gave him just, like, that sort of... If, if as long as you get your work done, like you can do it on whatever, whatever schedule. Do it you on want. your time, yeah. Yeah, but we really didn't account for. I thought the soundproofing would would hold up to it, but that's a that must be a powerful mower.
0: Look, we we've got grass coming from like twelve different planes of existence. It's yeah. sometimes you gotta get that extra extra, du- extra duty, <laughs> 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 heavy duty, or I don't know what the extra was supposed to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Extra duty. <laughs> Simpkins, like he's he's kind of an underappreciated member of our staff, though. Like, what a guy! Groundskeeping for a, 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 a an environment that technically defies the laws of space. We've had to have a lot of a lot of sod laid mm-hmm. to get grass here, and there was that fiasco we moved in with the with the with the bluegrass. Oh, it's like
0: bluegrass. There's just so many people playing banjos and shit out back, and we were not having
1: it with that bluegrass. Disrupting Simpkins' good work. I don't care if you're good at playing the
0: washboard or the milk jug. Get out of here with your bluegrass.
1: Yeah. We (laughs) didn't even have, like, a stream for you to wash any clothes in. Why did you have a washboard? It was for the bluegrass. You (sighs) You still gotta wet the washboard. Do you? I think so. I don't
0: think you have to wet the washboard to play it. I think you just put a, drag a, your, your hand about, uh, and it makes
1: it... Maybe it's an authenticity thing. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to <laughs> this episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am Griffin.
0: I am Zach, and we are back with more uh, uh, interplanar creatures for
1: your. Yeah every delight if we seem a little shook if we seem a little rattled it's because well i don't know about you we went in separately into the time portal but i spent i think like two months in the ninth world and when i came back like a couple hours had passed i think i de-aged five years I was about to say you got like a glow.
0: I'm, well, yeah, that's also my nice ring light that I have. I don't know why you I did buy the
1: one ring light and didn't buy one for me, even though I'm sitting right across from you at this table.
0: You know, like I know that they say like you have a face for radio and whatnot, um, like that that sentence. And since we're doing this yeah. here at radio show, no one's actually going to see the effect of this nice ring light. <laughs> but I like it. Uh, I think yeah. I look dapper. Um, it really you've brings got, out the, the color energy. in my eyes. Yeah, and um, yeah, this is not built for an audio format. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> anyway, you let everyone down. We're back with more critters for you, our dear friends. Today, we're going to take a look back at the the ninth world, cretciary. Yeah, at some some fantastic ninth world buds and pals and amigos, um, some comrades comrades um I don't, I don't know a friend in any other associates associates um compadres mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um the boys i don't know the boys the boys <laughs> cracking open a good the, creature with the boys the crew the crew the the squad the, the or uh i've been watching a lot of british dating television lately <laughs> um where say, Sorry, what? Yeah, i have been watching a lot of a lot of, um, a lot of uh, Love Island UK. Um, oh my god, because <laughs> I'm that <laughs> bored. Um, but yeah, no, they would go uh, the lads going out with the lads. The lads. Yes, everyone's uh, yeah. You get uh, some babes
1: with the lads. What I've
0: learned from watching this, um, you can use um, the 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 uh, the word in it. To add, uh, end any sentence, so long as you say it in a question, even if right, that like, like, even if the rest of the sentence is just a statement,
1: yeah, because it's like, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, but it, but it doesn't have to make sense. Like I could be like, oh man, I'm really loving this shirt. In it,
1: it's like, <laughs> okay, I
0: see, and it's like, but that, what? Okay, okay, cool. That's not how that works. Um, but yeah, no, all all guys are either uh, lads or geezers, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all girls are birds. Um, and all girls are birds. All girls are birds. Yes, that's my that's my bird. Um, like that's Nicole weird. is my bird. Um, mm. That that's every girl um, that shows up on uh, these dating shows. They're referred to as birds.
1: As as someone who is part bird, I don't know how to feel about that.
0: Um, I think it's a, you know like a different type of bird um, where you're more of a you know, mythological bird of prey. I think, yeah that you know, they're more
1: songbirds, I guess. Alright, I, I still, I mean, like... I don't pretend all, to know the, all the mythos
0: kin. of, you know, the British Isles, um, <laughs> but... Um,
1: they're all kin, though, you know,
0: yeah.
1: like... A bird's a bird's a bird's a bird. A
0: bird is a bird. They're all avian, I suppose.
1: Yeah, um, like, just as I have relation to the mighty, you know, falcons and and so on, I also have to call, like, when, I, when, when the family reunion comes up, I gotta see fucking ostriches.
0: Those are- us. <laughs> fucking ostriches
1: so we have some creatures from the ninth world yes. that we're going to be talking about today uh the ninth world cretiary uh from monty cook games uh and the worlds of uh numenera and beyond as featured on the ghost light media show imprinted echoes yes yes, yes. perhaps you've out. heard some of our other ninth world episodes our first one we had uh Zan, the showrunner from imprinted echoes over they're good we also people. have them they're great people Uh, We also had Rin, uh, one of the cast members of Imprinted Echoes, on as part of our Party Pack episode, our anniversary episode a while back. Check it out. So if you've you've listened to those, uh, our Ninth World episodes, you know that the creatures that we're going to talk about today are a little weird. If you haven't... The premise behind the ninth world is that it is, what, like a billion years in the future? Yeah, like
0: civilization as we know it has crumbled and been rebuilt at this point the ninth time. It's been millions of years of civilization growing and falling and growing and falling, where just like sort of small remnants of the civilizations that have come before um, are Mm. scattered amongst the landscape for those of the ninth world to find and figure out what the fuck... People were up to back then.
1: <laughs> You've got this weird mix of sometimes rec- somewhat recognizable anomalia uh, that have been just mutated or have evolved in some strange way. Yep. You have strange hybrids of like organic and like synthetic uh, creatures. It's it's wild. We'll get into it, but um, this one's a little a little more fun since. Neither Zach and I are very familiar with the Ninth World, uh, mm-hmm. as a whole. Really only the stuff we've t- touched on in previous episodes. We have each chosen, uh, two creatures, uh, without the other person's knowledge of what they are. hmm Aside from names. Like, I can see the names of the things you've chosen. Yes. But that, but that's it.
0: Yeah, I don't think I, I, I recognize these names at all, so I'm very excited to see what you have picked for us I'm so today.
1: excited and so scared, um... So, uh why don't we turn it over to you, Zach? What what terrible things have you brought for me today? Well
0: first and foremost I have a dog.
1: Oh. That's yeah.
0: cool. It's called an ergivore hound.
1: Ergivore. An hound. ergivore hound. Not an not an erbivore?
0: No, an, an ergivore. Alright. Ergivore. Ergivore. Ermagurd. Ergivore. Um, as it is described here, this creature looks a bit like a bulldog the size of a horse. Oh. Yeah. It's With multiple long barbed tongues.
1: Oh shit.
0: <laughs> it's sort of this gross green bulldog. It's, it's green? Yeah, it's it's green. It's tails kind of got like a like a spiked club-esque feeling to it at the end. Ooh. It's got sort of a, 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 it's pretty hairless aside from like a, a fringe of hair that goes from like, you know, like Mohawk style, like down its head and back. Sure. Um, it's weird. It's got sort of reptilian hands, not hands, but, but front feet, but P- the, front, yeah, yeah. the front feet only ha- it's, it's got like, you know, like the, the like the dinosaur uh, or, or I guess, or, or like chickens where it's got like the sort of long toes. The front feet yeah. only have two. With like a long black sort of claw coming off it. But the back have hate- three. It's weird.
1: Interesting. Yes. Well you'll never you'll never get your, your limbs backwards that way. It's yeah.
0: Kind of no. Deep. The front's got two, the back's, the back's got three. Got three. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Um <laughs> but uh yes, so it's it's all green aside from its nose. Yeah, you know, that you know that sort of line that goes from like the nose to like into like the mouth that like some dogs have? Yeah, like where like you know the 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 the, the snoot bits sort of meet mm-hmm. and make that crevasse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of also lined in this kind of purple that goes into its gums. Very purple. The snoot valley. The snoot valley. <laughs> um, and then yeah, all of its gums, it, the inside of its mouth, and its three long barbed tongues are purple.
1: <sighs> it's right. real
0: kind of disconcerting. Rad. Uh Yes. Uh, the, it often haunts the ruins of prior worlds. Although the hound is a traditional omnivore, subsisting on small prey as well as grass and leaves, its unique aspect, and the reason for its name, is that it also feeds directly on energy fields. (laughs) Yes. I just liked how you presented that. You're welcome. feeds
1: directly on energy fields.
0: Yes, an ergivore hound attacks with its bite, but... The special danger comes from its tongues. If its foe has any kind of force field protection device, a ward, esoteric, or the like, not only does it not function against the hound, but one touch from the beast's tongue utterly destroys it. Whoa. I know. A cypher or artifact... bunker buster dogs. Yeah, kinda. A cypher or or artifact um, with that kind of defensive field becomes drained and useless. A nano can restore the ward with an action, but doing so will draw another attack from the hound
1: so they're they 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 will stick a, a capri sun straw into your into your
0: battery uh, and into your battery <laughs> and reverse energy uh, energizer bunny your stuff
1: interesting yeah persistent that's what those multiple tongues are for
0: yeah no, no it, yeah now um it does say that ergivore hounds have the general intelligence and outlook of beast's Careful use right. of uh the energy that they crave, however, allows them to be trained. Some people who have access um, to energized devices that keep the creatures fed and happy can train them to be guard dogs of uh, um guard dogs of a sort. Awesome. So yeah. You know what you know I love me a good dog. A big no matter where it's from horse sized bulldog
1: that Now is, that part that part just like right there, if we stopped right there, I'd be like Nice. Yeah. But then like if i'm if i'm going on a walk with my ergivore hound and you know i'm not gonna muzzle them because that's that's rude yeah and and inhumane but but like you know what if they want to give me a little loving like lick on the face but they accidentally graze my phone then like do you often keep your phone on your face No, but, like, what if I got, got like, earbuds plugged in? That's fair. Or are you in the middle Uh, of a call? Yeah. Or, if like, you know, what if I had, like, a a hearing aid?
0: That's fair. Now, however, though, imagine the fun that would be, like, if you've got, like, you know, like, an annoying teen who's like, shut up, old man. And is just, like, (laughs) texting away on their phone. And then your dog walks up and it's just, like, and he's like, "What, what, dude, I can't. I can't access my TikTok, man.
1: Now you've got to wait 30 seconds for it to fully charge again. Yeah, to, because that's to, what technology to, to quick is quick like, charge, bitch. Yeah. Man, this is a minor inconvenience for you, me, you,
0: dad. You, you know every every teen carries a charger with them at all times yeah Um, and
1: a portable power bank
0: yeah you know that's my my least real talk though when i was working at cedar point and i was doing the frontier folks thing and i would see kids like walk in and like it'd be like 11 o'clock in the morning and they'd be Mm -hmm. like man one second i gotta charge my phone it's like (laughs) why are you on your phone that much you're in a fucking amusement park (laughs) Like, go be amused. Ride a damn roller coaster. We have, like, 15 of them that are really good. What are you doing? (laughs) I like Soapbox Zach. Soapbox Zach. Yeah, when when it comes to floating.
1: We have, like, 15 roller coasters.
0: Hey, Cedar Points, roller coaster capital of the world, ride on.
1: Ride on? Uh... I've been there like once. Um, I don't like roller coasters. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. When we were there, Cat dragged me onto um, Mine Ride. I think it was the Sea Creek Mine Ride. Yeah, I can't, Mine Ride
0: was chill. I can't fit on that ride. Oh, buddy! I'm too tall. <laughs> There's a lot of roller coasters that I, like I'm like right at the like the edge. I think that the max is like six, seven, and like oh. you can't ride a lot of them. Um, and I'm like six five, so I, I can get on them, but it's not comfortable, right. especially the ones that have like the shoulder things. Because if I want it to be down snug enough, yeah, we're getting off track. Anyway, yeah. House.
1: <laughs> 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 but I was about to tell my traumatic roller coaster. Oh yes, story. tell the traumatic roller coaster. Not, nah, not's nah, fine. I went on the beast when I was like seven. It sucked. Oh, the beast. I yeah, mean, that's it, Kings Island. Yeah,
0: though. that's a, a big, um, a big shaky one, bad boy.
1: Yeah, it sucked. I was in, like, my dad's lap the entire time. Yeah, no, that's, um,
0: a, that, that's a rough one to start on.
1: Yeah, any hoosers. Any hoosers. Um, we like roller
0: coasters. Moving on. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Erg- Erg- Ergivore Hounds seem, seem pretty chill, I think, all things considered. I think you just have to be wary of having... This would be a weird... This would be an interesting sort of, like, cross-temporal promotion going on. Yeah. Because these things are from billions of years in the future. hmm I think it'd be really interesting to uh uh tap into our uses with the time portal mm-hmm. and maybe set up somebody in a pre-electricity era with uh an ergivore hound
0: i mean could you do like a you know like say uh, if you know magic exists in your realm do like mm-hmm. you know get like a shocking grasp going and just be like here go puppy oh <laughs> yeah and just <laughs> just just stick your hand in its mouth
1: I don't know if you'd have to I don't know if you would have to stick your hand in its gob, but I think that that that, sh- that would probably apply, right? Well that Or I just mean, whenever there's a lightning storm, just let your dog go <laughs> go running wild. I
0: mean, yeah, they, they do eat other things. They just also yeah. really like electricity. I do want to see like, you know, like a bloodhound race, but like they've got like a a game cube turned on <laughs> like on the other side of like a, a, a very thick valley and then the dogs <laughs> have to race. So who's to gonna play Pokemon Coliseum first?
1: So they can get to the GameCube. Yeah,
0: the GameCube. You know, what a system!
1: It was a good. It was underrated system. Dude, GameCube, Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, we're getting real, real off track today. I've had coffee, so that's probably <laughs> there. My bad. We are. also like I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think that I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. That's that's fair.
0: That's fair. But yeah, Ergivore Hounds, They're you know if you've got ample uh, uh, access to uh, electricity you can get your keep your your hounds pretty uh pretty happy and well trained yeah. and um you might want to keep them outside so they don't like eat all of your your you know electronic goods but mm-hmm. or give them their own little like if you have like a garage like
1: if i'm remembering things right like i'm not i'm no expert on you know electronic or excuse me like electric power in the US but i think compared to like you know, if you were com- to compare, like, a a month's worth of electricity food for your Ergivore hound mm-hmm. versus a month's worth of, like, dog food, I would wager that the electricity food would be cheaper. You think so? Depend- depending. I think it depends on how much the Ergivore hound, like, needs to sustain itself. I mean, it is the size but, like, of a horse. Yeah, but, like,. How many how many big batteries can you does this dog need to eat? You know, I mean, I will say I, that a
0: car was having this being someone who had to replace a car battery like a year or so ago. Car batteries are very expensive.
1: Yeah, but I'm thinking like, you know, I'm thinking like how like electric cars compared mm-hmm. to like gasoline. Yeah. Electricity is way cheaper than gasoline to to recharge your car. Yeah. So this might be a great investment for it, you. It, it might be a good investment. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Um, I, don't pretend I, I think to it know depends it. on how much electricity costs in your world. That's fair. I, I
0: don't pretend to know how much dog food costs. I have a cat. We buy like one eight-pound bag of cat food, and that lasts like a month or two. And then obviously oh, see, with, I with my
1: a- two dogs back home, we had to buy like you know that those fifty pounds like
0: flour sack, like
1: yeah, yeah, like, and had like a full-sized like plastic bin that you would use for like moving, mm-hmm. and would just fill it with dog food
0: nice
1: i got some hungry dogs
0: yeah no we yeah our my cat has the the uh, uh stomach of a, a a tiny mouse um <laughs> and if she eats too much she throws up very quickly she is a, has a sensitive little tummy and Aww. so we don't we can't feed her too much
1: just like me yeah you
0: with your your weird pizza tummy
1: yeah Anyway, All right. what we got next? <laughs> um, this one's a fun one. Uh I have for you a a Nebovian companion. Nabovian's a good word. Yeah. So, um how to start. This thing has some <sighs> um, uh, So so let me let me explain. These things have some shape changing capabilities, but their base form is is that of a kind of fits in the palm of your hand, kind of green fuzzy ball, like a tennis ball?
0: Yeah, if you uh, did
1: you watch Yu-Gi-Oh at all. A little bit. Uh, a yeah, Karibo?
0: Yeah, Karibo. Reminds me a lot of Karibo. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's got big Karibo energy. Uh, they got the two they've got these two kind of black eyes, cute little beady eyes. Oh yeah, it's kinda um, adorable. And then But it has the ability, I think, to kind of peel itself back like an orange <clears throat> and reveal just like a big lamprey mouth. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, uh let, let me read. Like other Nabovians, companions are ultra terrestrials who have slipped through time and space to interact with humans. Nabovians understand just enough about human nature to emulate that which humans love and want most, and the creatures use those emotional responses to their own end. Companions take forms of various animals that humans often interact with in a positive way. With their large eyes, round, squishy bodies, and utterly soft fur, Nabovian companions are the epitome of cute, enough to warm (laughs) the heart of even the most wary explorers. Through a process of positive reinforcement, including purring and nibbling with their, quote, baby teeth... These creatures train their chosen human to achieve their end goal, creating a living, breathing, life battery for themselves. Jesus Christ. So, I believe the goal here for these little critters, their sort of survival instinct, is to, you know, play on that. Have you ever read these posts that pop up that are, like, long Tumblr threads about how, like, sci-fi worlds where humans are just the strangest aliens possible?
0: I, no, I don't think so. Tell me more, Basically though.
1: talking about how, like, aliens out there in the world are. It's like, like if you have a... Let's say there's an alien ship, and they have the, you have a human on your crew. It's like, alright, these are the things you need to watch out for about humans. You know, they don't eat their food like we do. They use these weird bone protrusions in their mouths to macerate the food and swallow it whole. They like to, you know, po- poke needles into themselves and give themselves permanent paintings underneath their skin for fun you know weird shit like that they will also have the tendency to no matter what living or not endear themselves to certain objects giving them names and personalities and they gave the example of like you know like making friends with a Roomba yeah and like giving a personality to a Roomba (laughs) it's like make sure your human has an object that it can it it can you know attach to it can emotionally like interface with so that they don't get stir crazy on long space flights
0: oh man
1: so Nemovian companions kind of take on take advantage of that instinct that we humans have to create things like DJ Roomba.
0: Oh, DJ Roomba!
1: See, we love DJ Roomba, what a guy. and it's a fucking vacuum. And it's, it's an automatic <laughs> vacuum. That's all it does. Like I have, I have sitting here next to me a crocheted cat that uh, our friend Carlin, friend of the show, made me. That is my that was my wizard in our D and D games familiar, and I love her. She's not real. She doesn't do anything aside from sit there and look adorable.
0: But I love her. The the computer that I'm using at the very moment has a name tag on it that says Gertrude. So
1: yeah, my computer's name is Henry. Like this is what we do is as humans and Novovian companions take advantage of that. I think to use us as like a, a fuel. That, I think they're like parasites when it really yeah, comes ne- down
0: to it. Definitely. Yeah, it's rad as hell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ultimate goal of the Nabovian Companion is to turn a chosen human into a life battery, which is just a terrible phrase, uh, that it can drain. The creature does this slowly over time. First, it gains the trust and companionship of its human. Then it trains them in a variety of tasks, such as walking near it, feeding it, petting it, and allowing it to sleep nearby. During each of these activities, as long as the person and the companion are touching, the interaction creates an electrical charge that allows the companion to harvest their energy for its own purposes. Humans drained in such a way will feel sluggish. If if someone if you become wary that a companion's doing this to you, you can attempt to shoo it away. But it's difficult, because they're so gosh dang adorable. Oh, they're so cute. Come on, get Get (laughs) out of here! Can't you see I don't Um, watch you anymore? Nabovian companions will fight if necessary, opening their mouth wide to reveal a second set of sharper, larger teeth along with a barbed tongue. Yep. They will, uh, through positive interactions, try to train their chosen human, all while acting exactly like the well-trained, loving, loyal companion animal that they appear to be. Big yikes. Yeah. So... They're just these cute little tennis balls of joy and adorableness. And love. I like to imagine and love. I like to imagine they make a cute little chittering sound because oh, like yeah. that's fucking adorable, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but then, and they just kind of suck the life out of you and have ho- horrible lamprey mouths.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like with this information. One could be clever, and sort of turn it back on the the Nabovian companion if one is clever enough, and 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 understands what. It, well, there's two schools of thought here. I think you could just know what a, a, a Nabovian companion's deal is out the gate, and just be cool with letting it, you know, sustain off of you. Maybe, you, maybe you're maybe you the type of person where you have a ton of excess energy and you want to, like, have a way... Like, using this, kind of like a leech, mm-hmm. to chill you out. Like how people of, of Yoldi times would use leeches to, like, draw blood and, and, and the disease out of you. Because they totally knew what they were doing. You could use an abovian companion to, like, draw out some of that, like, hyperactive energy or maybe some anxiety that you're having. And to kind of, like, chill you out. Could you imagine, though, like, if it was, like, a cat? And then like its face just split open,
0: and it was like a big lamprey mouth.
1: I don't think it uses the lamprey mouth to, to drink you. it. Uses no, it does Electrical charge. But
0: I'm just saying, like, what if like you piss it off, and and then the cat's <laughs> face just splits, and the big. Lamp- You've got
1: your parents over for like you know they're visiting, and it was like, hi, yeah, this is Goober, this is my little friend. And They're like, you cannot and- have a cat, and then the cat's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's get out of here, Denise.
0: Uh- Oh, Denise.
1: She's back. She's back. <laughs> She's back.
0: She's back. I I do want to point out that the the page just before that is the Nabovian child. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is the same uh uh the same principle, but it pretends to be a child to gain your trust, which yeah. which is even worse.
1: Um, yes. the, the sort of the sort of overall tag for Nabovians says that at some point in the past, someone opened a door better left closed. On the other side of that door lay the Nabovians, mysterious, unfathomable, ultra-terrestrials that likely do not perceive time, space, matter, or energy in the same way that we do. For their own, uh, For reasons of their own, certain actions by or interactions with humans appear to be important to them. So they create strange constructs to facilitate such actions. So they—they're just these weird things that wound up in in the ninth world, and I'm guessing that they're probably from like the eleventh world at that point. So you're making a face. What did I, I you read
0: the, the Napoleon Child one. Go ahead. Oh,
1: it's real bad. Go ahead. This one's even worse. I love it. Come on, well, yeah. Ch- children aren't pets, though. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, cl- clearly, you know. Quick disclaimer. Yeah, cl- yeah.
0: Quick disclaimer. Children aren't pets. Oh God, <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. Um. So, like before, they they pose as children uh, you know, mm-hmm. and claim to be like orphaned or abandoned to gain the trust. Um, and then it says uh, That the child convinces the human To focus all of his attention on it Until he eventually abandons all other interests or goals Even self-preservation When he collapses from exhaustion and self-deprivation uh, The child begins a complex process That involves wrapping the unconscious human in a cocoon After about three days The human dies and a new Nabovian child Bursts forth from the corpse oh. Having used the biological matter of the human To form a, a body for itself
1: Holy shit These things are messed up, Griffin We don't want these yeah. here we don't have them we have the companions they're much cuter okay um it says up here the flesh and the, the flesh of a Nabovian child is laced with behavior altering chemicals and contact with the child such as wiping its dirty tear-stained cheeks for example is extremely dangerous
0: oh god the image is just the worst too because it's like a, you know, a human walking away holding like the kid's hand and the kids turn around and it's like hey,
1: hey, hey, hey. yeah
0: oh god but we don't
1: have those they're so bad we have the Nabovian Bo- tennis balls instead. Yes. Which um, I'm, I'm not saying they're much better. But but I you, might be saying they're much better. <laughs> if you're interested in a cute thing
0: and are fine having it suck the life from you, this is the thing for you.
1: Yeah. Or maybe you have, like, maybe maybe you can... I don't know. I think there's a lot of options here. And I think there is a waiver you're going to have to sign. Oh, most but, definitely a waiver. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm going to get Tanya and Legal working on that immediately.
1: Yeah. The last thing I want to say about Nemovian companions is under the uh, movement category in the creciary, it says short, via bounces.
0: Oh God, they're so boing, cute!
1: Boing, boing. Oh
0: no, God. get it together, Zach. That's exactly what they want. Oh God, it's like like the like the like the the low level Digimon when they all have to like bounce everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have limbs yet. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Uh, We need to move on, move on, ad break Uh, Ad break, ad break, quick, bring us the ads (laughs) Quick, we need to be saved by the advertisement Uh, Call them in
2: Everybody needs a friend sometimes Some days that 9 to 5 just drags you down And you need somebody to help pick you back up Some days you have to go to the store But leaving the house by yourself seems next to impossible Some days you just need someone to listen And for some folks, animal or monster companionship just isn't the right fit. If you've ever found yourself in a situation like that, then Instant Mister may be right for you. Instant Mister is a compact, inflatable companion that you can keep in a pocket, purse, or backpack until you need a friend. Just pull the seal on the top of your Instant Mister and he inflates within seconds into a fully grown, human-sized buddy just for you. Instant Mister follows wherever you go and is durable enough to stand up to water, dirt, and unwanted human contact as you brush by strangers in tight situations. And when you're done, simply say, See you next time, pal, and the magical enchantment safely deflates your Instant Mister and returns him to a compact size for next time. Need an audience to practice speaking in front of others? Instant Mister. Walking home late at night and want someone to help keep you safe? Instant Mister. Tired of sleeping alone? instant mister instant mister comes in many design options such as businessman skater punk frat guy single father guy with acoustic guitar who only knows one song doctor woodsman beer snob underachiever and more also check out our celebrity options you can style your instant mister after famous misters such as ryan reynolds lin-manuel miranda samuel l jackson Matthew Mercer, Andre 3000, Stephen Hawking, John F. Kennedy, and more. Call 1-800-PETSHOP to order your Instant Mister today. Or you can order online at petshopcast.com and use the promo code LONELY to get 15% off your order. Instant Mister. You've got a friend whenever.
0: Let's
1: bring it back. Three, two, one. God, Zach, why'd you put me on a roller coaster during the break? You know I don't like them. I was just
0: trying to get you, you know, <laughs> to face your fears. Um, I'm sorry. I
1: appreciate that you built a roller coaster room in the pet shop, just but I, I b- think we might have to turn it into ah. like, you know, like uh, like a, like a Tarask Sanctum or something.
0: I made it for you.
1: I know, but I really just don't like roller coasters. I'm Okay. I really appreciate all the effort and thought you put into it, and I appreciate you wanting to help me face my fears, but I just can't do it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh, are we back? Yeah, we're back. We're back. Okay. Um, I look to the booth again. I looked to the fucking booth again. God damn it. Don't look at the booth.
0: There's no one there. It's just us. I know.
1: I'm sorry.
0: It's just dude. us can, and Simpkins.
1: I can dream. can I? think it's
0: still mowing outside.
1: Thank you, Simpkins. Thank
0: you, Simpkins. He's so dedicated to his work. Great guy. Anyway, up next we got a little thing, um, which aren't much better uh, than our last thing that <laughs> I don't want to mention anymore. Um, that are called drebble, drebel Drebils, D-R-E-B-I-L, drebble, drebble, Dribble drebble, drebble, drop like, the base. Like, like a gerbil. Yeah, but a drebel. But a drebble. Yes. All right, here we go. A pack lost along the side of the road, a small boulder blocking the path, a colorful songbird up in the tree, or a shiny piece of Numenera. Any of these might be a drebble
1: okay are these like future mimics the
0: kind of future mimics um from the image they they have given me they look like a weird like knee-high bat thing that can shape shift
1: cool love it so far
0: yes it's almost impossible to tell until a a potential victim investigates attempts to move or tries to catch the object or creature that's when a dribble skin sucks Back into slits in its surface to reveal a wrinkled, oh, leathery oh. predator with the <laughs> Yep with the muzzle of a monstrous rat and large wings. Oh
1: god. Yep.
0: The realization that the lumpy sack or lost pet is actually a monster usually comes simultaneously with the drevel's lunge for the victim's throat.
1: Oh shit.
0: Yeah, their motive is consuming so humanoid blood and organs.
1: Rad. <laughs> so it like so its disguise is is external, and it absorbs its its disguise back into itself. It
0: like sucks it back into itself. It's like mystique kind of. Oh my where god! Where its skin like churns and then it, and then it's and then it's itself. <laughs> yeah, it's real weird. Oh man! Why,
1: why did you choose
0: these? Oh, uh, because they're just kind of cool. It says, some troubles uh, some can do more than mimic an object or creature's appearance. They can reduce the full function of mechanical items, including Numenera.
1: Oh my god.
0: They can be a stopwatch if you want them to. <laughs> and then they attack. Just when They're you've like... almost finished that final lap, they attack.
1: <laughs> They're like future mimics. They're future mimics that are also bats. That are also Bats. Oh, man. Instead of weird amorphous shapeshifters that just add teeth onto an object, they're actually a thing. They can just kind of squorp themselves into the shape of whatever the fuck they want, it seems.
0: A drebble that can attack a creature with sudden surprise usually will not initiate. Uh, uh, That can't attack a creature with sudden surprise usually will not initiate an attack unless defending its lair. So th- they'll sit there. They're ambush they'll hunters. They'll sit there for a while and wait for the moment. A disguised drebble can choose to end its charade and attack a victim who has picked up or otherwise touched the creature when this occurs the Drebbel instantly retracts its faux skin disguise oh. yuck and, <laughs> and bites the target surprising the target so much that the difficulty of his speed defense rolls is increased by two steps I don't know what that means but that's real intense D- Drebbel's have the intelligence of an average six year old human and can speak in broken sentences and language oh no
1: they can talk
0: they can talk uh, ah! For this reason, a drebble can be a source of information, having viewed an area from its disguised vantage for quite a while.
1: Yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, I don't know if this would be good a, a good instinct for a dreble or not, but I'm just picturing, like, so I, I'm just walking down the the road, right? The Ninth World Road. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a rock is just like... Hey, don't go down the left road. It's full of danger. And I go, Sorry, Mr. Rock? And it goes, Yeah, it's full of danger. And so I go and I pick up the rock. And I'm like, Really? What else do you have to tell me? And so I go down the right path, and I and I, and I I do that thing that humans do, and I, I, I emotionally imprint upon this talking rock until I fall asleep that night. And then it eats me. And then it eats you. It can use that for like an... Ah, that's so twisted. Well,
0: I want to see like a really fucked up haunted house. Oh, bro! It's like a jack o' lantern, and it's like, no, welcome to the house of doom, and you're like, oh, what a cute little animatronic, and it's like, "Ah!" and you're like, oh,
1: (laughs) that's fucked up. Yeah, (laughs) treble haunted house.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, no, Uh, this is rough. Let's see. A child in town describes her new imaginary friend as living just under the town wall. They talk at at night through a crack in the masonry. The friend sounds like a child herself, though she is not visible through the crack. Maybe someone should go uh, find her before she freezes or stars outside. Anyone who tries finds only an odd rain-soaked pack caught in a a tree that grows near the wall. That's what I'm saying. They tricksy. They real tricksy. They
1: tricksy hobbitses.
0: Oh no, but oh, that, that'd be great. God. You strike a deal with one. You're like, hey, just hang out, be like my mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> for those fucking high school kids come by with the baseball bat in their car.
1: Yeah, just just jump just, out and brah. kill them. Yeah, just murder those teens. Like
0: like the the the, the defensive. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uses like properties. Yes, yeah, properties for these. Like in just like having them hang out and like keep an eye on shit is yeah. so good.
1: It does seem like you would need to have a, a steady supply of prey. Oh, definitely.
0: For it. They, yeah. No, it, you'd have like, especially if you're like, you know, um, either like a you know an old you know a powerful like mage or something, where like you know mm-hmm. you've got people like bad guys that are always trying to steal your research or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you have that one of these posted outside, and it'll eat them all. Um, and then it's yeah. got the food all the time because you're just it, it, you bring a steady uh, a food supply, so it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, um, that are the opposite where you're a bad guy and dumb ass adventurers are trying to kill you all the time. Like for sure, just have one of these outside. It's like, don't stay out. And then this
1: might like- make a great pet actually for because and, and maybe I'm splitting hairs here, but you said it, it uh, craves humanoid. Humanoid, uh, yes. Blood and whatnot. This might be a great pet for non-humanoid individuals. Or,
0: or undead individuals.
1: Yeah, like undead, or elementals, or oh, celestials, yeah. fiends. Fae? Yeah. Or whatever the equivalence therein of the Ninth World would be. Yeah. Maybe maybe if, like, there's this... I don't know the Ninth World, so if I'm going off-book, I apologize. But, like, if there's, like, a synthetic peoples, mm-hmm. like, they're made of metal and, and other machine parts... Oh, most definitely. Like... There's nothing to eat there, if, so maybe you team up with a drebel and you know people are trying to steal your your salvage, but you've got a drebel that is disguised as a hubcap,
0: or that just your bag. You've got it. You got. You literally <laughs> have
1: them on your back. Oh, dude, weaponize drebel and just throw a backpack at someone. I'm like, get uh, him! I was like, <laughs> ah, you want my money? Go get it. <laughs> But then it's a drebble and it eats them. Uh, Oh. What if John Mulaney's a drebble? Oh, drebbles are really cool. Have we considered that? What if John Mulaney's a drebble? John Mulaney may be a drebble. Hmm. I don't think we know enough about him as a person to rule out that he is a drebble or not.
0: We need to do some research. Mm-hmm. find out if like you know like the touch of silver like causes them harm and then we can just walk up with like you know like a silver watch or something and just sort of like, like a ring like oh it's yeah. nice to meet you Ooh, whoops and like just like graze his skin and then if yeah he, like, and then his then... face
1: turns inside out
0: his face turns or like he like you hear like a tss, and then we're like motherfucker gotcha and then we take him <gasps> out we take
1: or him out or he's or that just means he's a werewolf
0: well either way well, I guess it depends. Like, uh, well, well, there's some good lycanthropes. Like I think there. if anyway. John
1: Mulaney's a werewolf, I'm cool with him doing what he's doing still. If John Mulaney's a drebble, I want him out of here. We're canceling John Mulaney if that's the case. <laughs> John Mulaney's canceled. No, I love John Mulaney. <laughs> I, will, I will start the hashtag John Mulaney is over party and all the K pop stands will come and help me out because they're weird. K pop doesn't like John Mulaney? No, K pop people just like to cancel people a lot. Oh. From what I can tell, anytime I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see insert celebrity here is over party, it is ninety. The the people retweeting that are ninety percent K-pop stands. Oh, I don't know why, and I, I have nothing against K-pop in general, but like I just recently I just don't get it.
0: learned what the phrase stands is.
1: Yeah, it's a weird one. It's, it's, a, a, it, it's a, it took me a while.
0: Yeah the the world um, I, I'm I'm not in the age anymore where I I catch the slang um, and mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm I'm always two steps behind.
1: That was the one advantage I found of working at the Bread Mines, Mm -hmm. was we worked with a a slightly younger crowd than us. Yeah. I think just young enough to be on the the cutting edge of the new slang. Yeah. Which I really appreciated, because then I could take that to my students and... Or the best part would be they try to tell me something and I like feign confusion, like, what's a TikTok? I don't know what that is. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, Mr. Griffin, like you come on. You know what a TikTok is. Like, is it is it like a watch? Like a fancy watch? And I'm like,
2: nah!
0: Yeah. When I used to be a lifeguard, um, at the rec center, um, there was a time where kids uh, there was a couple of, like preteen girls that were like, Hey, what's your name? And I was mm-hmm. like, Chip and they're like, they're like Hey, <laughs> Do you know the whip? I'm like, you know, the whip and the nay I'm like, oh, is that like the one? Where it's like you're driving, you know, you're driving your your whip, um, and then you yeah. wave high to your nana. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're so lame. I'm like, yep, that I am. Yep. Go go drown. Be now. safe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You wouldn't let that
0: happen. I wouldn't let that happen. I was, I'm a pretty good lifeguard. Well, not so. anymore, but I used to be.
1: You've never lifeguarded me, but I would, I would, I'd be cool with it, you Until
0: know? it happened. That, that's <sighs> my, that's my, my intense backstory um, that you don't find out until at least season three. Yeah.
1: At Are least. we in season two? I don't I know. Think, wait, wait. Is a year a season for us? I think a year might be. I think we're in season two. I think every time we move, it's a new season. Like, so so far, we've moved once. Like, yeah, and that was to celebrate a year. So, yeah. yeah, we we moved from Bemidji to the Bermuda Triangle. To so the Bermuda, yeah, the B-Tri. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Where now should that- we go next?
0: Stonehenge.
1: Stonehenge?
0: Stonehenge.
1: I feel like it's a bit, like, despite its, its like, mythic properties, I think it's kind of a tourist trap. Okay, yeah. fine, you yeah. know? I'm, just, I'm just saying saying it's, it's out in the open, like... Um. Uh, we'll 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 talk it over. It'll be we we'll, brain, we'll brainstorm. If we'll you brainstorm. have any suggestions of where we should move next, if you had know of any like really cool sort of like leyline centralizations, or you know just a place that's kind of off the beaten path, yeah. uh, hit us up at PetShopCast.com.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, any you know, colli- collisions of uh, multi dimensional energies, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, one last creature. Anyway. Huh? Drabbles, one they're last cool. Creature. They're
1: spooky. Moving on. Moving on. We got one last creature. We've got. Tachyrons. okay. T a c h y, Ron.
0: Ron. Like Ronald. <laughs>
1: um, I chose these because I, I a they look wild, um, but I know that this like this this sort of um, prefix has something to do with with time. Like Tachyron has something to do like with like time travel Does or something it? or the manipulation well. of time. Cool. I think so. Um, So I wanted to... I know I have read nothing about them. I just thought they looked really cool. Um, First and foremost, they are kind of like reptile dogs.
0: Okay. We've got a
1: couple dog-themed things today. I like it. And, like, half, like, bug a little bit, too. Like, their face has sort of like the big black mantis eyes. Okay. Like, the kind of, you know, lensed over...
0: Mantis eyes aren't black, I don't think, but... But like, I know you what
1: like you mean. A, like a like a fly. Yeah. Then you know like big black eyes with the no pupil. They've kind of got mandibles coming around the side of the jaw, and they have all of the like dog uh, parts. You know the four legs, the tail, the 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 cute head, but everything's covered in scales. They're like a they're like a scale covered, more reptilian creature.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. Okay. Tacharons are wolf-sized reptiles with huge black eyes that reflect light. Weird sensory organs, like strands of hair, are positioned around their heads, mouths, and forelimbs. These organs, coupled with the creature's strange eyes, grant the Tacharon a unique perspective. They don't just perceive the present moment, but also the 30 seconds before and the 30 seconds after what a human would call the present moment. Weird. In other words, to Attackeron, the present moment is about a minute long, and they perceive and process everything in that minute at once. That's insane! So they exist just like how we have creatures like the Drebels that kind of exist outside of the normal bounds of space. These exist outside of the normal realms of time. Oh, man. Or our understanding of time. Tachyrons hunt in small packs and raise their young communally. The pups are born live rather than hatched from eggs despite them being reptilian and insectoid, I guess. Yeah, the insectoid part really just comes I think from like the eyes and the mouth. Those yeah. mandibles just have really big and they've got all those little like yeah, splines of hair mm-hmm. that that make me think of like a um you know like a like a grasshopper
0: yeah. or something. Or a fly too, yeah, they've got a bunch of
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earrings. Um, they're Ooh. very perceptive. They're very quick. Um, Attackeron's perception of time makes it a very strange creature to fight. It knows if you're going to attack, in its mind, you already have. And thus, it can start to move out of the way even before you strike. The only reason that it's possible to strike it or dodge its attacks is that sometimes the attackeron can't move quickly enough. It is not preternaturally fast. So just because it can perceive about a minute span at once doesn't mean that it can it doesn't have super speed. Yeah, I was curious. It's like if it
0: like how t- w- when choosing to act, like how does that work?
1: Yeah, that's I so mean confusing. they're confusing. Their minds their minds exist on like a different level. It's like they're playing 4D chess or something.
0: Yeah, it's just like if you perceive a thing that's got like that happened 30 seconds ag- ago
1: now how do you act
0: th- that's so It's so weird. It's very
1: strange, because I imagine there's almost, like, a calculus to it, where if if it knows in 30 seconds I'm going to attack it, it needs to judge whether or not, like, am I going to miss outright, and therefore it shouldn't bother dodging, and therefore it can, like, counterattack me right out the gate, or does it know it's going to deal a lethal blow to it, and it sees in 30 seconds after that moment that it is dead, so it knows it needs to move out of the way, you know? Like, it's 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 it exists on a higher oh, plane almost of us so just in that respect like they don't have a higher necessarily a higher intelligence it says the Tacharon has the intelligence and disposition of any other predatory animal so you know they're not capable of speech they don't have you know they're they're not uh, they're not human levels of intelligence they just understand time on a different oh, wavelength than we do that's as, as
0: as the many people in my my British dating show say, I'm just gobsmacked right now. <laughs>
1: <sighs> um, um, Trained tachyons make excellent guard animals. It says because definitely it it will know in advance if someone's gonna break in. You've got a b- bit of an alert notice, and yeah, I mean they're just they're, that concept alone is so strange. I'm I'm gonna read this text outright. Normally I try to dodge around game talk but I'm going to read this outright just because I think it'll give us all a bit more understanding of this and how, like, these creatures would work. Attackeron senses don't simply translate into stats and numbers. The GM needs to portray these creatures as if they always know what's going to happen beforehand. Because they do. It's practically impossible to sneak up on or get the jump on Attackeron. It takes shelter before a storm hits. Attackeron pup comes before its mother calls it. However... A is not predicting a possible future, it's experiencing the future. If a player character swipes at it with one of its weapons, the creature tries to dodge, but it experiences the dodge and the possibility of its success and failure at the same time. So if the dodge succeeds, the, d- the Takeron experiences the character's approach, his swing, and its dodge all at once. In fact, it likely perceives a number of the character's attacks and a number of its own all at the same time. This also means that a tacharon has the strange perspective of seeing its own death before it happens.
0: From,
1: from a human perspective, the tacharon exists in the present moment, so it only seems to be reacting ahead of time. To so the Tacharon, all of those things are happening at once. Yo. This is, I know we're getting, like, really metaphysical right now because we're talking about, like, time, oh, and man. time is a weird concept to discuss in general, but, like, holy shit, it's not divining anything. It's just experiencing reality simultaneously 30 seconds before and 30 seconds after at once.
0: That's so crazy. It is beyond My wild. My mind is exploding right now trying to
1: comprehend <laughs> this. And so I don't know what, like... I think on on the surface, though, like, that doesn't make them difficult pets to have. I think it actually makes them incredibly convenient pets to have.
0: When You're, you're <laughs> like, go, you go out and call, you're like, hey... Uh, pork chop, yeah. Come in for dinner, <laughs> and, and, and pork chop's already on their way. And you're like, "Hey, what's up, cup?"
1: Yeah. I wonder then if you try to like outsmart your tacker on by like trying to plant, like like doing, like try to be super spontaneous with things. But it would know you're being super spontaneous with things. It would know. Ooh. It would know. Yeah. Fuck. Right. It just has a larger sample of the timeline. It's not perceiving multiple time possibilities. It's just perceiving what will happen and what has already happened. It's said that you cannot surprise or get the jump on a Tacharan. That is unreal. It's, it's so, so weird,
0: cool, and strange. Uh, and I want one.
1: Yeah, it would be so like these would make really good. Honestly, like if if you know, because there's like drug dogs and mm-hmm. whatnot for like and and. You know, dogs used. Oh yeah, they and,
0: make very and, good and, like like working animals. Yeah, like both or like, like
1: looking 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 for you know helping to sweep buildings for for like you know
0: bad people folks.
1: with like yeah with weapons and shit that are trying to do harm. Oh like yeah, like they'll know. Oh shit, watch out! This thing's about this guy's about to pop out of this door with a shotgun or like bomb sniffing dogs or like yo. These would be super
0: useful. Oh man, my mind is still just trying to wrap around how.
1: Yeah, <sighs> it's 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 bizarre, and and our our simple human minds cannot comprehend it. Yeah, because that's... we're talking about limited. We're talking about temporal distortion here, oh, basically. That's so cool, and our temporal intelligence. There was a yeah. the thing about you know the, you know the slow mo guys on YouTube. Yeah. They were talking about, I I saw them speaking about how slow-mo increases what they called your temporal intelligence, because you're watching something that normally happens in an instant take place over the span of 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. right? So you have the time to perceive everything that normally happens in that second and see all those small interactions and see how the different forces at play interact. So slow-mo increases your ability to comprehend, so it's kinda comparable to that in a sense, I want to say. Not that I'm saying that like tachurons see things in slow motion, but they have a larger temporal intelligence than than we do. They have a different temporal perception than we do.
0: Well, mind blown. And I have a a, a, a lot of questions on the physics of our universe now.
1: Yeah. I would love to I, I would love to spend another thirty minutes talking about because like time time travel is such a fun concept, such a fun rabbit hole to go down.
0: Oh man, it's oh a it hard makes one. my brain hurt
1: too. But like shit, homie, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Um, yeah, well, I think that's it. That's on that it. note, on that weird notes, the on already knew we were going to end this episode soon, so
0: we might as well give it what, what well it's all. Fantastic. Well, yeah, that is everything for us uh, today from our fantastic chunk of uh, Ninth World friends. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, check us out. Um, Also check out all the other Ghostlight Media
1: productions. Yeah. If you're interested in uh, the Tales of Numenera or the Ninth World, you can check out all of their resources from Monty Cook Games. That's where check we're, out. we're yeah. sourcing all of this from. And awesome. if you want to break off a piece of what Numenera is like, go check out the Imprinted Echo's podcast on Ghostlight Media. I've got a tank top coming
0: an Imprinted Echo's nice. tank top. I'm excited.
1: There's also, I'm going to do another quick shout out, just because I know that they've been chatting. There's a really cool uh, audio drama called the Ninth World Journal. Cool. That is just kind of like from the perspective of someone exploring the Ninth World. Oh, cool. And I know that uh, Zan and the showrunner behind Ninth World Journal, uh, chat and exchange kind of tips and tricks so shout out to ninth world journal
0: fantastic um yeah. if you are interested in hearing about any specific creatures have any um questions or looking for anything specific for your own home or a, a or a family a pet um yeah. hit us up on twitter at pet Shopcast, cast send us a dm um and we will um look at that on the show
1: yeah, if you've got a tabletop game uh, upon this plane UTP, and you've got characters who you know what you want some a little bit of extra companionship in your life, tell us a little bit about your character. Let us play matchmaker for you. Uh, we've done so for uh, our friend Nate and his uh, Savage Worlds Fallout game. That was mm-hmm. super fun. Yeah, uh, we'll for we'll we'll talk about it for just way too long. We'll talk about it for an <laughs> approximately
0: one hour. Yeah, the length of this show.
1: Yeah. Can I just say real quick, shout out to us for being, like, always super consistent with our, like, episode times, more yeah, or less.
0: Yeah, about, about yeah. 50 minutes to an hour. We're pretty consistent. Yeah. Pretty consist. I'm pretty proud of us. Hey, I'm, pr- hey, I'm hey, proud of you. I'm proud of you, Zach. That's right. Male anyway. friendship. Male yeah. friendship means never having to say you're sorry? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's love. Love means never having to say you're sorry. I mean, I love you, Jesus. but there we I go. I love you, too. Oh, we, you, do the best. you are my husband. Yeah. Yes, um, my dear, your husband. Um, anyway, uh, after that lovely note, uh,
1: yeah. thank
0: you so much for listening to this episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Patchup. up I've been Zach.
1: I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, why it's all about love, Baby all about love, baby. Baby. Farewell. Yes, goodbye. Thank you,
0: Simpkins. Here's a yonder into the breach.
1: Thank you all for listening to episode 39 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Kim, Everett, and Brayden for their continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at NikkiDoesPuzzles or Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, go show Imprinted Echoes some Ninth World love. Tell them the Pet Shop Boys sent ya. Well, us, not the music group Pet Shop Boys, but you know, Zach and me. you, 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 you got it. Bye. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.